Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while Geico could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, Geico has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than Geico. Geico, expect great savings and a whole lot more. Love Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Nurtured Heart Approach January podcast. The topic of our podcast today is Igniting Greatness, Creating an NHA Greatness Practice. We are delighted to have you join us on this cold January day. I'm Stephanie Rule, a certified NHA advanced trainer, teaching and coaching NHA to parents, teachers, and mental health professionals in the local community of the Roseville, Sacramento area, and I work for the Children's Success Foundation as the STAR program coordinator. I am also a wife and a parent of two children, ages four and seven, and we live in a nurtured heart household. I am honored to be your co-host with Howard Glasser. Howie is the creator of the Nurtured Heart Approach and chairman of the Children's Success Foundation. Good morning, Howie. How are you? Hey, hey Steph. It's great to be online with you. It's I'm always great. great to be online with you. We're and I'm very honored to be up for our January certification training intensive that starts this weekend. I know. I was just going to say how honored I feel that I get to spend the whole week with you next week at the CTI in Tucson. It's going to be the best ever. It's (laughs) going to be the best ever. Absolutely. Yes. I am psyched. I would love to ask you about some exciting adventures going on in the Nurtured Heart world. I know that we have some extremely important research brewing with the University of Arizona. Can you tell our listeners about this research that we've been waiting a long time for? Yes. You know, they um, have the School of Public Health. Um, it's, it's a very uh, uh, prestigious program, the Mel and Enid Zuckerman uh, School of Public Health at the University of Arizona has taken a loving to Nurtured Heart Approach. Um, they're very concerned about epidemics and trends in autism and ADHD and foster care. And this is what public health cares about. And they formed the research committee this past year based on um, an intern who put together a, a collection of all the findings, the informal findings that uh, nurtured heart people around the world have uh, come up with in their schools and their programs uh, from, from low incidence of uh, broken placements in foster care to low office referrals and school buildings. And, and um, they uh, 
decided that this was worthy of studying further. And uh, in meeting with the committee, um, they decided that the realm of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder was the most relevant thing they could study in relation to nurtured heart first and foremost, especially since uh, even back when the approach was hatching 20 years ago or more, um, we were getting outstanding uh, results just by an informal measure using the Connors. So they decided now is the time to have a, uh, a true clinical trial, uh, empirical study. And, and so we're now, they are now trying to raise money to make it happen. It's all designed. Um, it's replicable. It will stand the test of scrutiny. And, um, and we decided recently that we're going to try and raise money in our community uh, to, um, it's easier to ask a established funding foundation for money if, if there's all kinds of community backing as well. So mm -hmm. we only have to raise $180,000 total. We've already raised 25000 or more and, wow. um, and climbing. And, you know, we're going to get there one way or another. Um, uh, we're, we're still applying for grants and we're still begging for money. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's so exciting that we, that it, 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 $25,000 has been raised in such a short amount of time. That's such mm -hmm. a, I just feel so like, what a gift, what a gift. And what a gift this research yeah. is going to be for the nurtured heart community as well. Well, and for the world at large, I mean, right. so many anguished families suffer from bad advice when it comes to ADHD. All they know mm -hmm. is, you know, what the medical community conveys at this point, which is still um, medication A, B, C, or D, essentially, first and foremost. And, uh, you know, it's... We, we put kids at risk, we introduce them to toxicity in their systems, we don't give the answers that really will restore happiness in a family. Uh, mm -hmm. Kids just want to be loved and deeply loved and families want to love and a wedge gets driven in between and it, it's so wonderful to do what we do to, to uh, not only restore uh, peace but to bring it to, a, to use the crisis to bring it to a great level. Um, so I think we're gonna we're gonna make history. I think we we're it's a perfect storm. I think the world's ready for what we have to provide, and um, and they're gonna be very open to what mm -hmm. we have to say once we have this backing of research. It's not just about getting evidence based for me anymore. It's about that changing lives the better mm, absolutely yeah this but is, enough this said is just, on that for now I think uh, did you want to add anything do you want to pitch anything no I think you covered it perfectly and <laughs> I, I mean all I all I really want to say about that is we've all been waiting such a long time for this and it's so it, it is truly 
truly cutting edge. We we say it's so cutting edge about so many different things that happen. Um, but mm-hmm. this is this is it. This is the moment. This is where, like you just said, a lot is going to shift in such a great way. So it, it's yeah. really exciting. Really exciting. I would, yeah. I would. Um, I would more. I would sell my house for this. If it weren't a conflict of interest, I've been told I can't do that. So, um, uh, it, it, one way or another, we're going to make this happen. Yes, we will. We will. We're well, already on our everybody way. Everybody who's been so generous, and Absolutely. those who are planning to be generous. That's right. Well, thank you for yes. for giving our listeners that that information. I think it's so important to be able to reach as you as you know, of course, as many um, people as we can in the community about this research. And why don't we go ahead and jump into the NHA 30-second thumbnail that I look forward to hearing from you every month. I thought if I was long-winded enough, we'd pass on that today. (laughs) Um, I I will give you uh, 20 seconds. Uh, it's, okay, 20 seconds. You, you know, for those who are just um, coming to this podcast not knowing about the Heart Approach, it's a way of uh, helping um, to introduce kids to how great they really are. Uh, often kids have no idea. They They... Uh, often uh, wind up in situations where they start feeling bad about themselves. And, and this is this approach is a systematic way of deeply nourishing them and appreciating them, letting them know their theme for all their great choices and helping them to uh, reemerge into uh, not only believing in themselves, liking themselves, and running with the gift of their intensity in positive ways, but having a restored relationship with the important adults in your life. Mm-hmm. So I'll leave it at that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Igniting the greatness within, right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Can you tell yes. I'm anxious to our guest today? Yes, and I am. I am too. I am as ab- just as anxious. So let's go ahead and 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 do that. Let's introduce him. So our guest speaker for the day is Josh Kirsten. Josh has over 20 years of experience in special education as an aide, teacher, and behaviorist. He has over 10,000 hours of focused experience, specifically in the area of behavior, working with students, professionals, and his greatest teachers, his own children, teaching and maintaining pro-social behavior. The most powerful tool Josh feels he has in his toolbox is the Nurtured Heart Approach. He has been actively engaged in learning, using, and training others in NHA for more than five years. Josh currently works as a behaviorist in over 40 schools, working with all kids pre-K through age 22. He also does in-home consulting on a small scale, working with families to implement NHA strategies in creative ways to achieve an environment that breeds success and celebrates the greatness in each family member. Welcome, Josh. We are honored to have our dear friend on the podcast with us today. Thanks. I'm happy to be with you guys, and thanks for making me sound so awesome. You can talk more about me if you want. <laughs> well, I, I will. what I will say about that is you make yourself sound so awesome by, by way of what you do in your life. So that's all you. Right on. I'll own that. All right. 
Well, gentlemen, the stage is yours. I would love to hear your thoughts on how to create an NHA greatness practice today. Well, you know, you segue, Stephanie, so perfectly into that by um, by by way of the introduction, by way of the compliment you gave Josh, and then Josh owned it. And so many people shy away from their greatness. So many people um, don't even know uh, an inkling about their greatness. And, you know, the tragedy of our world is we're so glib and free with attributing greatness to people uh, at, at the occasion of their death at their memorial service. And um, we, we are so expressive of their greatness. And, and how many of those people ever hear of two, two sentences about their greatness in their lifetime? So, so the, for me, the greatness practice is about purposefully um, uh, dwelling upon it, um, kind of going to the river, going to the well, and, and, um, and, and making it flow, and, and as Josh just did so beautifully, owning it. Mm-hmm. What would you say, Josh? Uh, yeah, you know, I would follow that by saying um, what, you know, the, what it has done for me, what Nurtured Heart Approach has done for me is given me a framework and a context to do just what you talked about. So it's one thing to say to people, you know, um, we have a lacking of knowing our own greatness and the lacking of um, accepting how great we really are and being able to look at each other and into ourselves and uh, recognize it and then accept it and then start to own it in a way that's comfortable. And it's another thing to say, and then this is the process or the framework or the tools or the stepladder to get you to the place where it is comfortable. Um, mm. and so that's really what the nurture out approach mm-hmm. has really helped me with is to be able to break it down when I hit those uncomfortable spots and say, well, okay, I can, I can accept the fact that I'm here and that I, it feels intuitively like I want to do this, but man, telling myself I'm great almost sounds, you know, narcissistic and how do I get past that? And so then I, now I can fall back to, okay, well, there's a process. And I can look at this narcissistic feeling through the process, and it helps me work through to a place where I go, oh, okay, it's not narcissism. This is real because of these things. So uh, that's really what's helped me with a lot. That's so beautiful. I would love to hear. Yes, yes, it is. And I would. I, I sorry to jump in, Howie. I just would love to hear Josh more about what your specific process is in using nurtured heart, how do you walk yourself through those, those thoughts of, Oh man, I'm that's super narcissistic of me. How do you reset out of that? What do you do? Well, you know, in the nurtured heart approach, we talk a lot about evidence. And so um, when you're going through the process, especially the self coaching model, um, you know, it's hard to refute hard evidence. And so um, when you start out, well, when I start out um, where I come up against something like narcissism and or, um, you know, boy, am, am I going to really, you know, toot my own horn in front of all these people or whatever, um, in my reset process, I just go through a self-coach. And the first step in self-coaching is just simply looking and through observation naming what you see. And so that usually 
is sufficient in itself, if not the, the powerful first step that it takes for me to say, okay, well, I'm not basing this on, um, you know, a grandiose, uh, you know, self-vision of, of who I am. I'm basing it on um, uh, um, as being as objective as I can in looking at myself and saying, here's the evidence, this piece, this piece, this piece. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's, that's, that basically gets me there, if not gets me started. And really the self-coaching, I mean, you know, Howie can, can talk about this. Uh, as soon as the self-coaching came into Nurture Heart Approach, it was like the ball I needed to run with. And I've, I haven't stopped since. And, um, and so it's, that, it's really that self-coaching process that's got it, mm-hmm. got it moving for me. Um, I can uh, speak to that a little bit. I, I feel like I want to back up a little bit and say, for those who are new to this nurtured heart approach, it is true that nurtured heart approach came into being for the sake of children, particularly difficult children. And then in its evolution, it became very evident that it had a role for all children, that it it helped the other children to thrive as well. And then in its evolution came a period of time where I experimented with nurtured heart approach on myself. So I, I experimented with, um, with uh, using the whole method, uh, the, uh, every last bit uh, on myself. I was fed up with with um, defaulting to uh, negativity, even though I was essentially a positive person, when push came to shove, I was finding myself being negative. So I, uh, as I went into this over a period of years, using nourishing, appreciative words on myself, um, as Josh is referring to, resetting myself when I hit snags, and uh, I, I came to a couple of junctures. I came to a juncture of, of one, when I hit a snag, well, that's just part of being on the path. It's, it's not like, it's, 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 I, it's not like the path is only when things are la-di-dee, la-di-da, glorious. The path is, has rocks on it. It has stumbling blocks. It has logs in the road. And, and as I hit any kind of snag, I started to use the energy of those very snags to fuel the fire of coming back, resetting and coming back even stronger with appreciation. Eventually, that led to accusing myself of greatness. And uh, and seeing how that felt, and as Josh is saying so beautifully, you know, uh, at various junctures, not just at first, but along the way at different levels, it's like, how dare I feel that about myself? How dare I walk, <laughs> you know, so tall? How dare I, you know, uh, uh, explore how great great can be? You know, I don't want to just be great. Um, Love. I, I, I not only want to have the quality of being uh, greatly loving, I want the greatness of love to pervade in my life. And, and then, you know, I, I look for ways to make that even greater. 
And as I say that to myself, I hit more snags of like, how dare I? That's grandiose. And, and then I try and use the very energy of whatever hiccup comes up, whether it's shame, whether it's stuff in my past, whether it's, um, it's um, societal, you know. Sometimes, sometimes I hit a place where I go, wow, if I feel this way, probably every human being feels this kind of shame and humiliation or self-denigration, you know, I'm going to take the energy of that and use that as well. So uh, it's, it's a process, but I can look back now that I've been doing this process for 15 years and say, oh my goodness, it's really been worthwhile. It's just helped me be even more humble, not grandiose, but in actualization, when you really feel great about yourself, truly great about yourself, it's actually a humbling process. Um, so I'd love to hear Josh's thoughts on that. Yeah, well, and you triggered two thoughts in me, Howie. Um, so hopefully I remember both of them. One, <laughs> one that you triggered, though, that I want to say while it's still fresh in my mind is um, that being grandiose for the sake of being grandiose, to me, is similar to the junk food compliments that you might get and the, the um, shaky ground that we try to convince kids that they're good on as compared mm-hmm. to the real steps we take in the approach to uh, make sure that we have a solid foundation and real evidence so that when the kids are shown who they are, they can trust who they are. Um, and so I think there's a real difference in, um, you know, starting out saying, oh, my fear is that I don't want to be so grandiose, you know, that, you know, that's a weird thing to be. And then what starts to get rid of that in ourselves is uh, what you just said. You know, you get actually more humble and you get humble because the greatness has nothing to do with being better than anyone else or measuring by somebody else's yardstick or putting anyone else down. And it has nothing to do with just telling yourself, oh, I'm not going to be um, fearful this time. I'm going to be great in this situation and having nothing to base that on. So yeah. that's one, one piece of what you talked about that struck me as you said it. The other piece I just want to bring up really quick is when you started to talk about the cycle of the Nurture Hut approach and you said, um, you know, it started out to work with difficult kids and then it worked with all kids. And, and, you know, we've come to a place where it works with difficult kids, with all kids and with ourselves. And then let me finish the circle for you. What I see in, year in and year out as my job is to work with the most difficult kids people can find and sign me up for um, is as I coach people to work with difficult kids, what I see the completion of the circle is, is when people get through the piece of I'm doing it to help the kids, okay, now I realize it's going to help my whole class or my whole family or all the kids. Oh, look, now I can work on myself. When they get to the part where they work on themselves, it moves back around and the real shift comes in that difficult kid and the real shift comes then Mm -hmm. in the family and the real shift comes back to themselves again. So Mm -hmm. it is actually the cycle actually completes um, as it grows where that, that space where you work on yourself is the space where you see growth in others. Yeah. You know, you can have, uh, I love what you're saying. You can have a big impact 
on kids without ever using this on yourself. It Absolutely. can be done. It you, has you know, that watched it. That's, mm-hmm. Well, that's the beauty of the approach. I don't, I don't, I don't um, you know, when I ask a parent or teach a parent to reset, I don't expect that they're going to um, uh, be a 10th level black belt, you know, from the right. day one. All I want for them then is to set a limit for the child and uh, to do it without to do it without giving energy to the incident, the negativity. If that begins the trickle up process of learning to reset themselves, well, glory be. And and as you saying so beautifully, it enriches um, their inner life. And at some point, if it leads to growing their greatness, glory be. And you know, if that leads to not just saying you're loving, but being loving mess and, and, and doing it at great level, then, of course, that's going to enormously influence the kids around them. So it is, it is an interesting um, connected cycle mm-hmm. that has so many junctures to it, and uh, every step of the way, you can see the benefits for the kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, it's interesting to hear you say that, uh, you know, clarifying that piece that, it can be done without ever working on yourself. And, and I'll, I'll take that and I'll, and I'll extend that one step further as well. In, in my professional life, working as a behaviorist, there are plenty of times where people don't want to hear the words nurture heart approach or may even have been soured on the approach. And um, when I develop strategies through behavior intervention plans and working under ABA, um, all of my strategies and all of my ABA applications are done del- through the delivery of the nurtured heart approach without ever me saying the words nurtured heart approach, stand one, two, three, reset, any of those words. And they're using, not only are they using the nurtured heart approach only on the kids, they don't even know they're using the approach and it's still working. Mm. Mm. Wow. And, the, and for me, the, the level of the approach when it's delivered in that manner is how do the adults interact with the kids? So we have great rules that work with positive behavior interventions and supports, applied behavior analysis, function of behavior, crisis prevention and intervention, trauma-informed care. These are all wonderful, awesome tools that people can and should use. It's when they take those tools and they don't deliver them correctly, it actually makes the problem worse. So what I love about the Nurture Art Approach is you just say, okay, here's a great tool, but if you're holding on to the sharp end of the tool and not the handle, you're going to cut yourself. Here, let me help you turn it around by giving you the Nurture Art Approach. Mm. (laughs) I love that. That's a beautiful picture in my head. Thank you for that. Sure. Steph, can I I, um, respond? You know, one thing that um, one thing that um, that brought up for me hearing you, Josh, was was that in a um, in a roundabout way, we're teaching kids their own greatness practice. If we, Absolutely. by way of shining a light on a child's respectfulness, on their use of their wisdom, on the use of their empowerment in their use of their decision making if we light up the runway uh for them by 
appreciative comments of qualities in them that they would otherwise not know about. And if they come to own any of that, to whatever extent they come to own any of it, uh, they are developing their own greatness practice, which then ripples out and affects everybody in their midst. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I believe that to the extent we develop uh, a greatness practice or help a child develop a greatness practice, they are, are they're going to be less, uh, they're going to be much more collaborative with their world. They're going to be that much more um, welcoming of how their world meets them without fear and, and, um, and without uh, disparagement. Can I jump in really fast and say give yeah. you guys a little bit a little bit of evidence of what you're talking about right now? Just this morning Please. on our way to school, my 7-year-old said, "Oh, we're talking about how I'm going to the CTI tomorrow to do the nurtured heart training and and so we start talking about greatness and what that means and she turns to me and says, "Mommy, when I get old enough, I want to do one of these trainings. I want to be able to teach people about nurtured heart and their and what their greatness is." So there's just evidence right there. I mean, she's living. This is this is a girl who has grown up with a nurtured heart approach in her life since she was in utero, and she is. I mean, it's exactly what you guys just said. She's living it. She's breathing it, and she's internalizing it. And it's now starting to come out into the world. Well, it's always been out into the world, but she's starting to see that, and she's starting to see the effect of her, and what her greatness. Can do and what she can share with the rest of the world. Yeah, I love that she wants to influence others and share that with others. I mm-hmm. love that. And and um, what a what a cause to celebrate when Jocelyn Rule becomes a uh, a trainer of this work. <laughs> uh, it'll be a, it'll be a most amazing day because I remember like it was yesterday when she when you were standing in the back of the room and mm-hmm. she was in your belly. And yeah. you were nurturing her. Yeah. So, um, what a what a uh, what a cause to celebrate that'll be. Yeah, absolutely. And what a great story! What what a thank you for sharing that. You're You've welcome. done so much along the way to introduce your young lady to her her greatness. Um, you do it with fierceness. Um, you do it with veracity. You do it. So courageously and uh, audaciously and and endlessly and and she, you know, it's no accident. I believe that she feels comfortable with it and and she wears it not as a uh, you know in any offensive way. She wears it mm-hmm. so um, gracefully um, and 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 uh, sweetly. Mm-hmm. Don't you think, Steph? I do, absolutely. And we were just having a discussion about that exact thing this morning as well and how, how gracefully she handles herself in the world and um, and how much she, she's aware of of her surroundings and the people around her and, mm-hmm. and what they may be experiencing versus what she's experiencing. Um, the chances yeah. of her being a, a mean kid or a bullying kid, or a kid who says, oh, I'm great and you're not, is zero. 
Correct. And as well as the chances of her being a kid who won't stand up for herself or others is also zero. Mm. Mm. And that is because of growing up in the nurtured heart world. Oh, that warms my heart. And what Josh said about turning the the moment, one of my favorite favorite, um, moments for myself with uh, nurtured heart is the moment I turned that pencil around like Josh just explained. Um, I can remember that very clearly when I I first started using Nurtured Heart um, back in 2007, I think it was. Um, And it was, I was thinking, this is for the kids. This is what I'm doing for these children. I am trying Mm -hmm. to help these people, these little people over here. Um, and then I had my own children, and it was and it the sh- the shift turned to them that I was trying to help them, and I wanted to grow all this greatness in them, all about them, them, them. And then the moment clicked that oh, oh my gosh, it's also about me, and and growing my own greatness. Um, and then I started doing that, and once I started doing that, that cycle that Josh and you were talking about started happening, and it was like this mm-hmm. moment of. I'm growing my own greatness, and then the kids step up their greatness by watching, by way of watching me step up my greatness. We're notching each other up as we go, um, and it's it's just that cycle of 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 greatness that's growing in in our household. And it wouldn't that be happening the, had I not turned that, that pencil is, around. That is the that that quickens my spirit to hear that. That excites me to no end that that cycle that could be a downward spiral that uh, unfortunately is a downward spiral in so many families that's a, that's a crisis of spirit, a quiet epidemic around the world where so many kind, loving families, parents have uh, despair in their lives of downward cycles. You've created an upward cycle mm-hmm. where, where you're... Uh, Egging one uh, another on in 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 terms of growing further greatness. I, right. I it, it, it's my dream. It's my dream, and and we've now. I, I think this conversation is so relevant because uh, I'm on the verge of um, of taking this one step further. Of um, uh, I'm going to do some experiments this coming year. Uh, of uh, helping people in uh, adults in their greatness practice, I want to explore how to do that, um, how to how to mentor them in that greatness practice. I want to explore how uh, people respond to that. And you know, one reason I've asked Josh, uh, we've asked Josh to be on the show today, is because I know personally, privately that he's been on this journey uh, creating a greatness practice um, uh, for quite some time. Josh, do you want to comment on your greatness practice, what it looks like? Yeah, so it was it was quite an enigma to think about what it would be like to explain what my greatness practice was. So I <laughs> let it kind of... Uh, <laughs> Let it kind of roll over and over and over. And, um, you know, well, shoot, Howie and Steph, probably, you know me pretty well. And I just kind of let things be until they show up. And this morning, some form of maybe I can say that showed up. So um, 
let me just try to break it down in a way that might be somewhat tangible for people. Um, so I would say, and there's different stages of this, of course, but I would say that at this point, looking back and what I'm doing now, I can say there's really probably three main pieces of what I do. And I would probably say that my greatness practice revolves around reflection, integration, and formal practice. And so if I want to break those down, I would say something like um, reflection started right from the beginning and has continued to be a powerful tool for me. So in the passive aspect, uh, well, I guess in the, in the aspect that I mean reflection, I mean that when I walk through my day and recognize that I've missed moments where I could have infused what was happening with seeing other people's greatness, seeing my greatness, saying it out loud to somebody else, um, viewing circumstances a different, in a different light. Uh, when I catch myself recognizing that, I, my practice is to reflect on what I could have done, what I could have said, and what I can change it to say now. And then I put that in my pocket so that next time I run into circumstances similar, I have it ready. So instead of beating myself up and just saying, oh, I missed it, I'm not doing very well at this, my practice for reflection has been um, awesome opportunity for me to look at that situation and say, if I was going to wish it to be perfect in a way that I would have loved to walk through that, how would that have looked? And that gets me one step closer the next time. Helps me with the words. You know, uh, a lot of people still talk to me about, well, I don't know if those words can come out of my mouth. Great practice is to just reflect and say, what's one word I could have used to describe that? How could that roll off the tongue and sound like it's coming from me? How can I say that next time? So, I don't know, maybe I, you want me to pause there? And, and that's, that's the reflection piece you want to say anything about that or just move on? Got to uh, keep going. Keep going. I'm in. Okay, so so that kind of leads to, like, the integration. So then if I have that kind of practice, then I I work toward, like, the integration into my life. And so I look at – it's interesting, like – I'm not sure which one goes into what. I'm not sure if I apply the nurtured heart approach into the routines of my life or I took my life and dumped it into the nurtured heart approach. Um, and, and so when I break it down, it looks like things like um, working out, meditation, martial arts, biking, skiing, playing, relationships with my parents, relationships with my kids, relationships with my girlfriend, relationships with myself. So the integration of um, all the wonderful variables that show up in all those arenas and being able to then, um, you know, proactively consider how do I want to step into this, interactively play with what's, what's it like when I'm in this arena, what am I going to say no to, how am I going to say yes and make it huge, how am I going to develop clarity around this, and then the reflective aspect afterwards of how did I wish that went or it went great, how can I still notch it up the next time? 
um, that's that's really where my integration practice comes from. And then formal practice, um, it, it seems pretty straightforward to me. It's like, you know, taking advantage of talking on podcasts, listening to podcasts, reading Nurtured Heart Approach materials, going to CTI, talking to people about the approach, talking to friends and sharing my epiphanies um, with friends and seeing what their feedback is, exploring it in hilarious and fun ways, and um, then taking those epiphanies and those uh, conversations with friends and applying it um, in ways that entertain me in those realms of my life, in any of the realms of my life that I talked about before, like working or working out or friends or, you know, play or any of that stuff. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of where I am at if I had to break down uh, what it means to have a greatness practice. I think those are the spaces that I play in. And, and in reality, um, I'm all about having fun. And so I like to take things. I'm also quite an extremist. So I like to take things to the extreme and I do that mm-hmm. through um, fun and playfulness and humor often. And so when I explore epiphanies and when I explore, um, you know, uh, feedback that people have given and, and the way I can apply things to different situations, I, I usually tell people, I usually walk off the cliff, find out where the edge is, find out, okay, that's too much or that's overboard. Now I know where the edge is and I can take one step back and now I can play at the limits. And that's just my personality. Um, but my personality mm-hmm. tells me to do that. And I like to do it playfully. So I have some great friends that um, hear the feedback of the Nurture Heart Approach and they'll come back and they'll say, yeah, man, it was so funny. We talked about, you know, making it your own. And, and um, we talked about the enthusiasm that adults can have over negative behavior. So I started yelling at my kids, but I started yelling at them for how awesome they were. And man, it's so hilarious. Now all we do at our house is yell at each other when someone does something good. We yell at each other and we yell how great it is. And it just makes me laugh when I think, oh, my gosh, how fun. So then I play with that in my house. And so most of the yelling in my house happens around what, some, what awesome things happen, right? So <laughs> it's those kind of playful Of course aspects. you do that. Of course <laughs> you do that. <laughs> so that's kind of my practice is, is around that. Like, so how, how far can we push this? Is there a limit? And if I find a limit, is there a way to then balance out the stands to make that limit extend even further and extend even further? And I've talked about this before, but I think one of my places on earth is to play at the boundaries and push the boundaries further and further out so that everyone else mm-hmm. has a bigger play area. Well, you know? uh, that, that's our connection, uh, dear brother, uh, is, is – um, is that part of your uh, um, DNA, your exploration. Uh, I, I, I am a, a variant of that. I am an inner adventurist. I, you know, I'm no longer the kind of guy who's going to, you know, um, jump out of airplanes, uh, hopefully with parachutes, and, uh, or, you know, do these wild things on the outer adventure side, but on the inner adventure side, I'm very much like that. I'm going to, I am going to push every boundary I can to see where, uh, how far I can go in terms of owning 
not only cultivating, turning soil, you know, um, you know, sometimes it's the hardest thing is to prepare for the planting of the seeds. And uh, I, I, uh, I go in first of, you know, you know, there, it, I may work on the current garden I'm growing, you know, right now, you know, I'm working on some qualities of love and light and, uh, and manifesting and wisdom um, and integrity. Those are a handful of seeds I've planted in the last months and years. And, and I'm, I'm trying to um, nourish those seeds of uh, qualities that I admire and and, um, and, and see how great great can be in those realms. I feel that's my job. And then every once in a while, you know, life alerts me to, ah, I want another wing of my garden. I want to plant some more seeds. And there'll be um, a, another couple of qualities that I toss in there. But sometimes taking, taking, uh, taking uh, uh, a section of the garden that's never been worked it, it's like I got to use a, 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 a uh, uh, what's that called? Not a sledgehammer, but a, uh, you know. Um, like a rototiller? A rototiller. Well, I haven't gone to the rototiller yet. I, <laughs> I've used the, uh, the hand tool, which is, you know, the yeah, pickaxe. <laughs> I've used the pickaxe to turn yeah. the soil, but I think I'm going to go to the rototiller. And, and, you know, prepare, you can't, you can't just throw a seed on rock and expect it to grow. So I've had, I've encountered my own rock garden, you know, that, that has gotten me nowhere. Um, and, and every once in a while I'm introduced to a new section of me that, that um, has been stuck. And, and I need to, um, you know, start from square one before I could start planting seeds. But, you know, I, I, take, I take that as my adventure. Um, and, that, and that very much is where my fun is. And then my middle ground is when I venture out and I'm, am, I'm among people, then I, I, like this coming week, like you're driving to the airport, you're on your way to Tucson, I'm going to see you later. Yeah, brother. That's exciting. I'm going to finally <laughs> be around people. I've, I've, literally gone two months now where I've minimalized my interactions with people other than just, you know, um, superficial social things where I, where I too try and bring greatness to my superficial, you know, social encounters. You know, I, I try and live it there, but now um, it, I'm going to be in another uh, laboratory where I get to, um, I get to see the beauty of the hard work I've done for, for these past months. So it's, it's kind of fun. It, the lifestyle I have is, is different than the lifestyle of uh, Stephanie, who's, you know, got two young ones in her midst, and, and there's no hiding. And, and Josh, who, <laughs> you know, has a, a variant of that with two, uh, uh, two uh, slightly older kids, to, uh, who are on the verge of becoming teens, and and uh, you know you you get some time away, um, but then you know then they come back in your life. For me, my daughter is living in another country now, and um, you know I'm not hiding. I'm just 
it's just a very interesting uh, life I've embraced for me to see um, how I, I get because I, it's like it's like visiting a friend who you haven't seen for a while and you get to see how you've grown and you get to see whether they've grown and and that's how I am with myself you know mm. so I'm going to get to see how I've grown in this next coming week when I'm around so many people and I have such an active role in this process mm-hmm. so that's beautiful and I have to I have to jump in here we are slightly a smidgen behind schedule here I, I it's such a hard I, I'm having a difficult time resetting myself to resetting to being able to end this conversation because it's such a thought-provoking informative conversation that I think so many people are benefiting from and I have to reset to it is time to wrap up the conversation and do a few announcements really quick and then I'd like to come back to you Josh and Howie for just a quick last minute word of wisdom for our listeners well so I want to Steph, invite- I can't I gotta tell you that your timing is so absolutely on the money perfect because I'm pulling into the airport right now <laughs> oh Perfect. Okay, Josh, before I give my announcement, since you have to go, what is your last-minute No, I don't have wisdom? to go. Go ahead. Talk. I'm good. Oh, excellent. Okay, to the announcements I go. So I want to invite our listeners to join us for future Nurtured Heart Approach podcasts, either by following us at Blog Talk Radio or at childrensuccessfoundation.com forward slash NHA hyphen podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter or, by, or Facebook by clicking the icon. You can register for the Three Stands e-course also on our website, childrensuccessfoundation.com. This is a free e-course that is delivered directly to your email inbox. The emails are spaced about three days apart to allow for application and reflection before the next one arrives. Registration for summer CTIs or certification training intensive will will be open soon. Check the Children's Success Foundation website for more information. If you are interested in learning more about the University of Arizona research, go to childrensuccessfoundation.com, click on the NHA Impact tab, and then click on the NHA Research tab. And lastly, all NHA podcasts are recorded and archived for on-demand listening pleasure. Feel free to share the link to our channel here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Nurtured Heart Approach. So back to Josh and Howie. Do either of you have any last Last parting words of wisdom for our listeners. Howie, go right Josh. ahead, buddy. Um, no, I feel like I've um, I've said everything I need to, uh, I, and I'm I'm looking forward to the fun of our uh, certification training this week, mm-hmm. and the fun of being around my colleagues and and um, um, friends, old friends and new friends, and, and getting to see the truth of, uh, of how what we talked about today holds up for me. I mean, that's the test is to integrate it into life. Um, you know, so I think we all get a chance to incubate all of this greatness <clears throat> on our own, um, that, and, and then we take it out into life whether that's uh, day in and day out or like me where, where I have the luxury of, of uh, being in the cave for a few months and then mm-hmm. coming out and out into the light and seeing how, uh, you know, did I, did, did what I, it's, it's always a, it's always a, um, 
a challenge, you know. Uh, did I go backwards? Did I row in the wrong direction? Or did I indeed do stuff, um, you know, did this gamble pay off? You know, am I going to see myself in yet a, um, a more enhanced way uh, uh, being true to the qualities that I think are going to be helpful to my life? Can I be in greatness in those ways? So that's my final piece. Josh? Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, well, I can tell you my final piece. It would just be that if uh, people are listening to this in, in a manner to where they're thinking about starting their own greatness practice or moving on with their greatness practice, I would just challenge everyone to choose one thing to do today. Uh, to pick a stand or, or pick a part of the approach that you feel like you want to work on and just do one thing one time today and then reflect on that and reflect on it in a way that you're, you um, – Get to own your own greatness through the through the um, evidence that you made a choice and you walked through the choice and you explored because man, this ex- exploration has brought so much fun to me and I know it'll bring fun to everybody else. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it there. Perfect. Stephanie, Stephanie, do you have any final words of wisdom? No, except that I was going to say, I'm going to do that, Josh. Thank you for that great word, those great words of wisdom, because I think that that's something we should all do every day. So I will go ahead and get off the podcast and, and name that for myself, what that's going to look like today. And I'll thank you both well. for this great conversation. It's been fun, it's been real, and it has been genuine and so thought-provoking and introspective, and I just think it's been a great podcast for the listeners out there. So you two have a great day, and we will see you um, on the flip side in Tucson. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. See you soon. Bye. Bye, everybody. Any stories shared in this broadcast are amalgams of experiences based on the use of the Nurtured Heart Approach by our hosts and our guests and are not based on any particular person, child, or adult. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. GEICO's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with GEICO, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. More power to you. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Yo, everybody get up, everybody get up. Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like little Bo Peep, she lost a sheep and she don't know where to find them. 
Go! Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.